Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and landed episode number 249. And you're all clever around me through osmosis. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Clever through osmosis. I screwed up the line, but I don't care. I'm not going to start over. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I'm sure. How are you? Do you guys have a good week? Had a good week. We're all a bit tired, but we're going to power through. What is in the news this week, Keith? Well, there was quite a big announcement just this morning. I like recording Monday mornings, let me tell but you. But we're going to not do that first. Oh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to... There was a big, another big announcement earlier this week. Okay, talk a, about that one. A spinoff that was announced. It's going to be on BBC Three. Coming to you by Patrick Ness. Called Class. An eight-part series... Set in contemporary London, and will feature Coal Hill School. That's all we know about it. <laughs> Other than they're trying to go for a young adult. Um, incredible! Da- Here's the synopsis. Incredible dangers are breaking through the walls of time and space, with darkness coming. London is unprotected. With all the action, heart, and adrenaline of the best young adult fiction, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Hunger Games... This is Cole Hill School and Doctor Who like you've never seen them before. So my reaction to this, since we don't report the news, we just report our reactions to the news. <laughs> my reaction to this was like, yay, because, you know, more Doctor Who related material. That's about as far as I can get excited about. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's, it's until they can announce some cast. Or yeah. something, then then I can get a bit more excited about it if I know who they are. Well, it just it's it sounds a bit like Sarah Jane Adventures without Sarah Jane, which I mean I guess I'm and okay it's, it's with. It's going to be an hour long format too, a 45 minute episode. You know, because I, because I enjoyed those shows and I would you know I, I like the idea of exploring a more youth orientated yeah. you know slant on this and setting it in Coal Hill certainly opens the possibility for some crossovers and some guest stars and some you know okay that's cool. But that's really about, it. and then the fact that you know it's from the mind of Patrick Ness, which I'm sure is, a, is a, a, a fine author. But our experience with Patrick Ness was the ebook Tip of the Tongue with the Fifth Doctor last year for the fiftieth, last year, the year before, two years ago, I think it was. Oh my it goodness, was, uh, that was a long time. Twenty thirteen was the fiftieth anniversary, year. Um, which none of us enjoyed. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it was very youth centered. Maybe it was just a bad story, and you know we caught him on a bad day or something. Well, but, and I, I wonder if part of it. If I remember the story correctly, part of why we didn't enjoy it so much was the Doctor wasn't as much in it yeah. as he should have been. So the fact that it's a spinoff show set in the Doctor Who universe might be to his advantage. Yeah, because it might be. maybe he's not comfortable writing for the Doctor, but writing for these other new characters set in the same universe. He did, That part he did a fine job of. Yeah, Our but, biggest complaint was the Doctor was barely in the story. Yeah, and the, and the plot was a little weak, but yeah. the, the, the characters were fine. So maybe that's where it'll... I think that's where that's where the strength will be is, uh, yeah. Glenn, I think it's much ado about nothing. I think that there's too much dogging on the internet for it being an announcement. I think we just need to wait and find out what it is. Yeah, there's not even a trailer yet, so I'm, yeah. I'm withholding judgment. Yep. I know. I know. There's a large chunk of fandom that's you know what? It's not Torchwood. It's not the Paternoster Gang. It's not that. It's like well, you know, I, I didn't expect that announcement to come down when they no. when they when they first said spinoff, but um, it's certainly not the spinoff. I would have expected. <laughs> I think it caught a lot of people by surprise. We'll have to see how it goes. Our other bit of news. Can we talk we- about the other one? <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, have you heard this? I don't know that I have. Big Finish has oh, added yeah, again. Yeah, I saw your post. The time war will rage and only one man can save us. John Hurts is the war doctor for Big Finish. Four... Oh, I'm sorry. Twelve full cast audio plays are going to be coming in December. Happy Christmas to us. Do we get all twelve, or do they start releasing? I think they in start December? releasing in December. So probably the, 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 the first one. Year. I think is uh, they've got the listing for the first one. I didn't know only, if they were going to do it. Of course, monstrous. twelve is twelve is a big chunk to do 
in a box yeah, set, but yeah. I wondered if they were doing a box set like they've been. I'm doing sure they will eventually. Yeah, yeah. Only Monstrous will be released December 2015. Will be followed in February 2016 by the second volume, Infernal Devices. I think it's funny that just even a few weeks ago we were lamenting the fact that they hadn't done any more War Doctor <laughs> stuff besides Engines of War. Yeah, and we were all excited that he had at least a cameo appearance in the Four Doctors, even though I think he was underutilized. I think this is great. I think this is the way to go because a lot of people have been um, advocating for returning the War Doctor back to the series proper and doing something there or doing something on television. But I think Doctor Who needs to continue to move forward and not go back. And so Unless I think it's an eighth Doctor spinoff. And I think by doing this, <laughs> you don't think they, I don't even think they need to do that. I, would I watch it? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think they need to do that. And by doing this, it gives them an avenue to explore some of the War Doctor stories as they have with 4, 5, 6, and 7, and 8 in the audios. And I think this is a perfect vehicle for it. And the other thing about it is, let's be honest, John Hurt is getting, he's getting old. And while yeah. I don't think there, I don't think there's, I think there's a lot of life left in me as far as acting. Well, he had that cancer scare recently too. I, mean, it, yeah. I think as long as there's a lot of a, uh, life in him as far as acting goes, I think this will afford him a chance to perform this doctor and not have to worry so much about uh, physical appearance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there's also a bit of a footnote that I didn't know until now in this uh, announcement. In addition to this box, these these stories. In November 2017, there's going to be a prequel box set to the saga. <laughs> Sean knew about this, apparently. I knew about this. I was waiting for you to get to it. <laughs> Doctor Who, the Eighth Doctor, the Time War. Which will That'll see, Which will follow the early stages of the Time War from the Eighth Doctor's perspective. Of course, Paul McGann will star. Alongside characters introduced in the War Doctor box sets. Okay, so here, that's even more exciting. Yeah, here, here, here's my excitement level all this. More Paul McGann, Time War stuff. Woo! More John Hurt, War, War Doctor. Woo! Time War. I don't know if I want it. <laughs> well, they you know it. I'm excited about it because I've never been. I've never made. They did, any they sort did of, such a good job in Engines. I've of never war made any sort that. of bones about the fact that I think that I would love to see some War Doctor or some uh, Time War stories. I don't think that they need to go and explore the time war from point A all the way up to no, destruction. Not. But I think if you bounce around and you do some stories in that time and you keep them limited, I think it's it's not going to – number one, it won't uh, gloss over the mystery that everybody loves about the time war. I just don't want to know about it. I just want to know that there was one. I think that if you go in there and do like they do with Engines of War, which you'll, maybe you'll have a better perspective on when you finally yeah, read when it. I finally get around <laughs> to reading that one. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, quite honestly, all the things that Russell set up with the callbacks to the things that happened, I'd kind of like to see how a lot of them came about. And I think if anybody can pull it off, it's going to be Big Finish. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's another thing that, that audio does for you is it's, it leaves it all to your imagination, yeah. your mind's eye. So we don't have to you try don't have to, to worry about visualizing it on exactly. screen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree, Glenn. Yeah, that's going to be the nice part about it is that I, regardless of how it's done, I, I can't necessarily be disappointed because I still have the visuals in my head of whatever's going on. So, And I, I almost come on down on the other side of it a little bit, Glenn. I would rather see other things happening in the time war instead of the things the, that the, were instead of the, the name drops. Right, right. Because you kind of you, it, those are the things that I think the fans have built up the ideas and mystery around of uh, the Nightmare Child and all of these amazing names that it'd be hard to live up to those in a story. So give us new stories, not based around those things. Yeah. So that's the big news. That is the big news. Good stuff. Up next is our Doctor Who Legacy tip. Oh. The week. I actually have a tip this week. What hey. is your tip? So, Series 9 levels. If you're playing them and you're far enough advanced that you think you could tackle the hard ones, go ahead and do it. But then, play the easy levels. Because you'll get some interest. They, they assign you your characters list. Even if they, you don't have the character. You get... These are the characters you get to play with. So you get to play with some characters you might not put on a team together and get some and and get some power-ups and see how some other abilities would work well together that you wouldn't normally think of. It's 
kind of a nice idea because obviously the guys that are making this, Dying Rebel Games, are <laughs> they're, no, they're going to be the they're best people know the to, ones that, yeah, yeah, these are going to be the, the characters that will be best used in this. So it gives you kind of an insider uh, look at what characters you know yeah. are, are going to be their strength. For like uh, especially the, I, I, it, the the realization dawned on me when I was playing, uh, which is familiar, and it was just this. They just had this great team of eventually making almost the entire board two colors, and it was just yes, I need to do this more in my normal play through. So it's just one of those things of something might click for you if you play the easy levels. If you're not, if you're trying to. If you're getting the drops and the hards, go ahead and go do the easy ones. Maybe you'll, if you're stuck playing through some stuff, maybe you'll help you get through by creating new teams. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. That's a very good Doctor Who legacy. Tip of the week. Now we move on to feedback. No song. No song. (laughs) He's paused like. (laughs) Maybe. Uh... Our feedback comes from Ben this week. Ben writes, I'm back. Hey, guys. Did you miss me? It's been a while, I know. I took three weeks off from work recently. During that time, I listened to no podcast and said I reacquainted myself with normal life, things I don't get to do regularly. I walked my kids to school and picked them up in the afternoons. I worked on house projects here and there. I even squeezed in an odd, in, the, in the odd nap or two. Like all good things, though, vacation time came to an end. I've been back for weeks now. In the first week back, I marathoned all the backlog podcasts. It was glorious. There was like there was a whole day of just you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would... I don't like it. I'm glad you had an explanation point. So, Ben, I'm glad you enjoyed a whole day of us. Clinton for punishment. <laughs> try, try two whole days with us. We did that over the weekend. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's. <laughs> I noticed. That, I noticed at the end of the now we're on our third. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I think Kayla and I are just going to go. And we're like, okay, you want to grab some lunch? Then? Yeah. And then you were gone. Like, screw that noise. <laughs> <laughs> said goodbye. Not to me. Oh yeah, I did. You said goodbye to Mel. Oh, did I? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I came back and you were like, Kaiser Soze. <laughs> We were starved, and Caitlin wanted to get home. So. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm sorry. Continue with Ben's email. Moving on, I'd like to thank you guys for the recent mention in your Doctor Who Legacy segment of the show. To be honest, I haven't played much for a while now. I felt really burnt out on the game lately. When I picked up the game for the second time and really got into it, I did everything you could in just a scant four months. After that, I kept up with the odd edition here and there. With 3.0, though, I got overwhelmed. There were so many characters released all at once. Of course, I got them all on the first day. Despite the initial glitch, I was able to purchase both the premium and kids' areas using my iPad to bypass the iPhone glitch. Then, there was the additional rank of six. So many fragments to get. So much leveling up to do. It became to, uh, it began to feel not fun anymore. I still am. I still really like the game, and the completionist in me screams, "Get in there! Get those stars!" But I do have a fair amount of at rank six and several more close. I ran out of fragments though, and I haven't been quickest. I haven't and haven't been the quickest to replenish them. With the 150% fan area XP, I do plan on putting some more time into getting caught up again. I'm nearly restocked on all my all the fragments, minus the DNA strand ones. As to the stars, I'm somewhere near 980 or so. <laughs> there will be many out there with more these days. I don't really have the, any more tips other than just to pace yourself and don't let it consume you and stop being fun. That's a good tip, too. That's a good tip. Here's a great tip. Don't try to catch up to Ben. <laughs> In four months. Because you can't do it. He continues, on to Series 9. It's no secret that I'm less enthused with Moffat's tenure as a showrunner. Having said that, I enter each season optimistic, hopeful at least that the new series will be good. With two episodes in Moffat's batting, with two episodes in Moffat's batting 500, I really enjoyed The Magician's Apprentice, minus the tank sing. The Witch's Familiar, however, fell flat for me. I thoroughly detest the Sonic Sunglasses. I did like the Davros storyline, though. 
He almost had me believing he was dying and regretting his choices to an extent. Being a lifelong fan, though, I knew there would be a catch. I continue to hold out hope for that Series 9 will be a good one. Up next, books! I am back to Doctor Who. Game of Thrones, while good, isn't gripping me at the moment. Could be because I've seen all the show. I will return to it at some point. For now, I'm reading through. I'm reading Festival of Death, a fourth Doctor story, and the Target novelization of Marco Polo. Some time ago, my mom bought over a brought over a box of my old books from her house. In the box were several Target books I had gotten on trips to London as a kid. I'm sure I read them all back then. They were like they are like new to me now. Both stories are entertaining. In the case of Marco Polo. I can imagine how the episodes must have looked. If they did it justice, they were spectacular. Lastly, movies. While I was able to, while I was away, I was able to get some watching in. I watched a number of a number via HBO. Sorry, I watched a number via HBO. It's a story starring Reese Evans and un, and one other gentleman. Reese's character turns out to be a clone who has discovered he's not the only one. It's a vain. It's a very strange but interesting at best. Paul Blart two. Uh, that was him. That was not me. Godzilla, the new one. I really liked it. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with Martin Freeman. Awesome. Gravity. It was okay. What I didn't get into was TV viewing. With one exception, I've been watching Fear the Walking Dead. While I like it, it's different. It's been getting a hard time in the reviews. I'm not sure that's entirely fair. A, it's at the epicenter, epicenter of the outbreak in terms of in terms of timeline. B, it's LA. I'm sure different parts of the country reacted similarly, but with noticeable differences reflecting the lifestyle in the particular region. It's not as good as the parent show, but I, how many spin, but really how many spin-offs are? Remember After Mash? Yikes. Sorry to ramble on like that, guys. It's bound to happen though when one stays away for as long as I have. Hope this finds everyone well. Take care. Time Lord Ben. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Thanks, man. Ben. It's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing well. I'm jealous of your uh, three-week uh, staycation. Yeah, me too. Well, that's it for feedback. Well, I suppose we ought to uh, get into this um, little thing that happened this weekend. New Doctor Who. <laughs> I suppose. As I pull up my synopses. Hold on. Here we go. Break it down for us, Keith. This seems short. Hold on. <laughs> or not. The Doctor and Clara save the frightened crew of a threat in an underwater base, but the Doctor questions the haunting. That is a short one. That doesn't seem like the official one. It's fine. Uh, what do you guys think? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it was really enjoyable. It's, I it's, quite liked it. Unfortunately, it's going to be one of those stories that more so than the last two. It well, feels then, a little unfinished. Then, then <laughs> a little more so than Magician's Apprentice. Felt that one could almost be standalone-ish. Not as much, but this feels very much. I I I, I can't form a f- strong opinion on it until I see the next part. Yeah, and. The next part, I think, is going to be, feel very different from this one, which is kind of a shame because the feel of this episode was phenomenal. The look, the atmosphere, the characters were were charming and and engaging. Uh, the the ghosts were very well done, and I like that. Even by the end of this episode, they gave us a okay. Here's kind of how it how they're not really ghosts. They are, but they're not, and they, they gave us the science behind it. Uh, which I was a little worried about because I watched the introduction from Moffat and the idea he said was, what, what if Doctor Who did pure ghosts? Obviously, he was lying. <laughs> As Moffat does. Yes. I, yeah, when I when I saw the trailer and we, okay, we've got ghosts and it's like, oh, okay, because we kind of had ghosts in, in Series 1, you know, with Eccleston and the... Oh, and even back in Series 7. And there was Ghost Light. No, no, series seven. Like oh, hide. Sorry. It, it, it was, hide. Okay. It started. Sorry. It started out as a ghost story. Yeah, it did. Um, and there we, are no we, ghosts in Ghost Light, Sean. <laughs> if you think there are ghosts, I think you're misunderstanding the story. 
I just thought you were going somewhere <laughs> different with it. Um, and, and we've kind of talked before that whenever they do the supernatural business that it's like, okay, yeah. When are we going to get to the, you know, the scientific rationale for this? And as they did with Hyde, where the doctor kind of gets super, super, super excited over the idea that, well, maybe this is actually something a little different. And you kind of bite when, when Capaldi's like, they only come out at night and they're this or this or this. <gasps> they're ghosts. <laughs> and even Claire's like, you poo-pooed the ghost idea. He's like, no. I was like, okay, well, maybe. I still didn't is- quite buy it. I didn't quite buy it either, but I was, I was willing to suspend my disbelief and go, well, all right, let's see where this is going to go. But for me, I think the big tip off was when um, the the ghost, when they're trying to trap one, and the ghost goes into the he traps the guy in a little corner room, and picks up the wrench oh, and then, then, goes to yeah. kill him, and then drops it and walks off. And the doctor even comments, "Why didn't he kill you? What's wrong with you?" That was kind of my okay. There's something, you know, something beyond just you know, the, the I never, Faraday I never, cage. I never, I never the, put those two together until now of why he didn't kill him. That makes a lot more sense now. Okay. Yeah. It, it, that, that to me really kind of drove home the point that there is something scientific that's going on with this that's preventing these from being supernatural ghosts versus yeah. or something else. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought the, the, the set was phenomenal. I mean, we talk about... <laughs> Running through corridors, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's an undersea base full of corridors. It's like, yes, this is awesome. <laughs> now... Uh, a, a note to the design team, um, not necessarily on Doctor Who, but the note to the design team for this underwater sea base that you're simulating day and night. If I'm underwater and all of the lights go out, choo, 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 and then the computer says, welcome to night mode, and then the lights kick back on in their subtle muted tones, it's not exactly a comfort. <laughs> Just switch to the subtle muted tones. Don't go to the black as well. Yeah, they a bit of a transition might be nice as opposed to, you know, entering night mode, give me the warning first <laughs> and then turn the lights off. Oh God, why are the lights going out? <laughs> but just, and, and they used that shot several times of just the corridor as it, you know, progressed. Which was nicely creepily oh, atmospheric for the creepy. Yeah, it's fantastic for the episode. Didn't install a lot of faith in me as being underneath however much water that they are underneath in this thing. Um, and there were a ton of, I don't know if you guys noticed, there were a ton of Star Trek jokes scattered throughout the architecture of the See, I thought, I thought it looked a little bit like the inside of the Dalek from last season. Uh, yeah, well, the round uh, tube, but that's, I just chalked that up more as an engineering thing. That that's a yeah, it makes sense. Structurally yeah. sound. Uh, well, when you see it from the outside and you see you kind see of the, those, those arched, you know, uh, Corridor ways. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of expect the inside is going to be orange. Most underwater bases are kind of yeah. round because that's better for the water. You don't want the pressure on a flat surface. Uh, tell that to Warriors of the Deep. Every time <laughs> we saw an interior corridor, it was square. Yeah. <laughs> well, those were interior corridors. They weren't up against the, the water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed Rec- it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. But, um, yeah, there's a, a, when they first get to the... Uh, uh, the canteen or whatever it is, and they're, they're wandering around. There's the the mural of the sea monster on the wall. And I didn't catch it till the second viewing, but the sea monster's kind of wrapped around a boat, and there's three little people on the boat. And one was wearing a red shirt, and one of them's wearing a yellow shirt, and one of them's wearing a blue shirt. Oh, I didn't see that either. <laughs> I was just like, ah! And then a lot of the, the background signage, it just, it just had a very Star Trek Enterprise kind of feel to it, that this is stuff oh. that you would see on the wall. And one of the the hatchways when it opened up, I, I caught this. Somebody else had posted this, but it actually the, the number on the hatchway was one seven zero one B, which is you know. So there were a lot of little things in there. Somebody for me was to a kind Star, of, Star Trek fan. Yeah, little things in there for me to geek out about. But um, yeah, no, I I, I I I'm curious to know where we're going to go with it. Cause, yeah, me too. Um, I liked all the characters. All the characters I, were really I, good. The, the one guy is slimy, and you're not supposed to like him, and he does a really good job at that. But then. The rest of the crew, um, both, what's her name and what's his name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lon and O'Donnell, or no, Bennett and O'Donnell, so had such great chemistry together and enjoy, bounced off the doctor so well. And then having Cass and Lon kind of conflicting with the doctor was a nice dynamic, too. And, and kudos to them, too, for giving us that guy that we, we get the slimy corporate. <laughs> 
shark guys will we own the rights to this and that's probably worth money and blah 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 and it's like okay i don't like you and he's the next person to die <laughs> he doesn't stick around all right <laughs> i am so in favor of this um I and, and props to them for giving us uh audibly challenged person in the show yeah the first uh first, and i believe the actress is actually deaf and it's the first deaf actress to appear in doctor it doesn't bother you that it was only included because it was a plot device no not yet. I mean, I, I'm grateful. It, that it depends included. on how they. You it's, know. It, but that yeah, was it, why it, I chalked up a, that one didn't die. It's a plot device, and actually, I saw it coming because when they were moving their lips and and you couldn't quite make out what they were saying, I thought, well, there's the point for having the uh, audioly challenged uh, woman on there, which I, I, I'm sounding a bit, I'm sounding a bit uh, activist here, but I thought I. When you use somebody that's challenged as a plot device, sometimes you look at it and go, okay, well, that's very heroic because their disability is being used as, as a advancement. But in the flip side of that, it's would they have ever put a, a hearing-challenged person in a story if they didn't need it as a plot device? So Should it have happened before now? Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, and, and, so, uh, yay, we're in the step. We're step, step in the right direction, but it's it, wouldn't hap- it didn't happen until it was needed, and I... I I, I, I can I don't see know how to feel about that, yeah. But. Yeah. especially when some other shows like West Wing has had a deaf character and it wasn't a plot device; it was just that's exactly. who she was. Well, and I will be honest; I was briefly terrified for the moment that when they showed up and the doctor looked at her and she started to sign that he was going to pull out a Sonic and go wee and do something to her ears and yeah, yeah. fix her. And that, well, that would have the best. Just I did, been I did love that wrong. He, he was like, "I know how to." Sign the, the, and that's it. the best part of this is the fact that he finally came up, and his arrogance got in the way because no, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need your help, you know. I, I don't, and then realizing, no, okay, I don't know. <laughs> I, well, I liked he, that. Was and, nice and, and he says, "No, I, I, I don't anymore." That's been replaced with it's, semaphore. It's, it's, Somebody give me flags. So it's like, well, he did no sign at one point. Yeah, it's been yeah, deleted. Yeah. He said, but I like the fact that that. I like that they did that. I thought it was kind of funny. I would like to, maybe this is a kind of weird, I would, I would kind of like to see now a deaf companion on the TARDIS. I think that would be really interesting to it have the be. doctor sign constantly to his companion and sure. have conversations ostensibly with himself. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like think he that, does when he talks about like, Well, yeah, he does that anyway. So I don't know. I think maybe that would be kind of a cool dynamic. But um, yeah, no, it didn't, uh, it didn't bother me as much as. Maybe it should. Maybe, I, maybe it's, it, a, didn't, it didn't just it didn't hurt the episode in front of me. It just was it was uh, that was the first thing I thought was oh okay we've got somebody that's you know has a disability and then suddenly it's like well there was a reason why they had to put this yeah. person in there. Okay, that kind of I think what what, what hurt the episode for terms of of needing to happen for the plot was the very awkward let the captain shove her out of the way. And then stand back <laughs> to be hit with the. I, I, it really bothered me the first time I saw it, and thought well, that just looked awkward because he could have, he could have shoved. He, he was kind he of in between the glass, with, yeah. And he could have shoved her out of the way and stood where he was and been okay instead of kind of. Let me let me make sure I'm lined up right there. Okay, now hit me with the fire. Yeah. Or he could have dived with her and landed up on top of her on the floor and been out of the way. Either way, and the second time I watched it, it's just it's painfully awkward. It's kind of like watching a fight scene in an old TV show that they didn't quite stage right. And you're going, uh, I'm, you know, I'll let it go because it had to happen for the plot. But <laughs> um, it's a, it's a great story, and I, I I sound like I don't have a lot to say about it, but I really don't because it's it's so enjoyable. The the thing that's bothering me about this season, and it's it's not it's not a bad thing. But the thing's bothering me is the fact that we've got all these two parters, and so I feel like it, oh it, gosh, it I'm it. gonna wait till the next week. Um, I went into it with a lot of excitement about it, um, just. It's kind of the difference of, of, of type of story that it seemed to be going into it. And I think it kind of is, especially now. One of the things that, you know, I've, I've been real critical about the whole supernatural element of Doctor Who. If you're going to put the supernatural element in there, you've got to explain it away. I'm kind of the point now where I kind of went into it without any sort of trepidation because I thought, you know, they're going to tell me why. Yeah. And I, in fact, I was quite surprised that we got the science of it. Before the before it was <laughs> I, I without having to wait episode. until next week, yeah, yeah and so too. I was quite surprised by that. So I was very pleased. So I thought, okay, you're you're uh, you're introducing ghosts. Eventually, you're going to tell me why, you know. So it was one of those things that I didn't I didn't have really any trepidation about the supernatural element of it. It's, but even when 
uh, Moffat sets it up with, you know, we thought about Ghost of Doctor Who, yeah, yeah, and then of course, you know, they didn't, they they still explained it away, but it, it, this one was one of those genuinely edge of your seat, creepy. You don't know what's going to happen. You were on next. the edge of your yeah, seat the, the entire, entire time. time and I really, really no, like. I mean, literally, Glenn was on the edge because I was sitting behind him, and he was all. <laughs> just, just you know, on as the and I pointed, I nudged, I nudged Mel and said, "Look at that!" <laughs> and he's all up on the. And I honestly, when we got to the end of the episode, I looked at my watch because I felt like I'd only watched this for about fifteen twenty minutes. Now that's not a bad thing no, because a, it kept me well, so engrossed yeah. that I didn't realize forty five minutes had gone by. I thought, "Oh, surely we've only been watching this." For, oh no, it has been forty five minutes. And I was like, "Wow, this is so to captivate me from beginning to end." There's already that was already a, a, just a phenomenal achievement. I went. There was no point in this where I was bored or or okay. This is the downtime to explain the you know what's going on here to catch me up or whatever. Because sometimes that, that happens. Even in the best of episodes, they have some of those lulls, and you it's not like you're going. Oh, here's that lull. Oh gosh, here my this is so boring. <laughs> here's you the don't do down. that, here's but the, you you yeah. notice it. You go yeah. okay. Here's here's where we're gonna. Catch me up. Okay, we're back into the action. Yeah. This one there didn't seem like there was very, no. but because every time they stopped to get to the info dump information, and they got interrupted. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Thought, well, wait, no, this is not right. Keep, keep, let me know. You got to figure this out. So, um, but again, it's it's one of those. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it, I was telling you guys before we started the show. You guys got a chance to rewatch it again, uh, and I haven't because I saw it at Time Eddie this weekend, and then and last night I was so exhausted. But I was going to uh, fire it up for Holly because she hadn't watched it on Saturday, mm-hmm. and I said, uh, "I said, uh, do you want to watch this tonight?" She said, "Yeah, I, we we could probably watch this tonight." And I said, "Well, Mason wasn't his. We had already gone to bed." And I said, "Well, we're gonna have to show it to Mason again because he wants to see it." Oh, I said, "Well, maybe we can wait because she's off on Tuesday, so we thought about waiting until oh, yeah. tonight to watch it." And when I got home, and so then I said, "Well, you know, it's it, it you. It's probably better if you watch it next week with Mason because it's a two parter." And she goes, "Oh wait, this is a two parter." Well, yeah, I'm definitely watching it next week. <laughs> she doesn't want that she weight was, of yeah. anticipation. She she figures she can wait another week for a new episode. <laughs> now, if it had been the second part of last week, she'd have gone, "Okay." But so she was like. I think I can wait. So, yeah. so we're like, we'll watch it next. I week. tell you, the, the fun thing was since we got, the, the but I'll probably watch it again with Caitlin sometime this week. As they um, released late the the episode titles, and you know, without trying to be spoilery, but you know, trying to set up a schedule and everything, kind of looking at this, and we've kind of speculated, and was like, because they said, well, we're going to get a lot of two parters, and then we looked at these two and went beneath the lake and before the flood. Well, those kind of match i guess but maybe not and it wasn't until the doctor said i need to go back to the beginning i need to go back to before the flood that i went aha this is going to be a two-parter and man i guess it has been about 40 minutes 45 minutes now that we've been watching this so i was geared up for it knew that we were getting to that because there's no way they're going to wrap this up in the time we've got left (laughs) and so we did the final bit we run through the thing and then they jump in the tardis and take off and boom, to be continued. And the, the audio re- reaction from the crowd was, oh, <laughs> and I was kind of like, ha, ha, I knew it was coming. <laughs> that was one of the fun things is I, we, we, we've got to see the series premiere and we got to see this uh, particular episode with a group of yeah. Whovians. And I, I want to go watch everything with a group of <laughs> yeah, it's, great, it? it's so much fun. I mean, it's, there's so much more. You get so much more enjoyment out of the episode when everybody else is enjoying the yeah. episode. And so the laughs are it, better. It, it, it actually, yeah. no, I noticed that when I watched, which is familiar with just my family. Now, the, the, my family's reacting, you know, as, as it's going on. But it, just in a whole group and a whole crowd like that is I, I, I kind of want to go, I want to fire this up somewhere and invite all the Whovians <laughs> and Topeka to come watch it with us because it's so good. Maybe we should organize that. Yeah. We'll just, yeah. We'll just set it up. Well, maybe we'll try to get – by the time the finale rolls around, maybe we can get something organized. <laughs> even, at the, even when I went to the theater event last week, I went the second day. And so there was only like, I don't know, seven of us in the audience. There wasn't a very – there was probably about a dozen of us in the audience. Even that, with that kind of group, it was fun. And we'd all seen it. And it was still fun to watch the movie. Because, you know, there, was, there were the reactions and the laughter in the right places and everything. Yeah. And I, I don't, I'm not trying to undersell my family. But sometimes Mason doesn't get the jokes. Caitlin and I do those little looks at each other, those knowing looks at each other because we're more into it. Holly's more of a casual viewer. She she enjoys the episodes, but she's not as reactive. So it's you know it, it's just when you've got a whole group of like-minded people oh, together yeah. in one place. It's just it's so much more fun to watch. I, I, well, the, the greatest ever was, of course, you know, Day of the Doctor. 
Well, yeah, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I wish I could have been there. That was pretty awesome. I don't know. The, 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 and even the, the 3D version was pretty awesome. The, 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 the tagline of my name is Davros and <gasps> yeah, just the, that's the suction in the room. Oxygen leaving. That, that, that's going to be a, a highlight. I think of, I still of, almost of did it in cold, <laughs> a cold seat. But <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you guys think of the Sonic, u- Sonic uh, sunglasses use? Yeah, they kind of returned, didn't they? Um, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I, uh, it, was, s- it was fine. I, you know, I said last week, I hope they don't stick around. And I hope they don't use it as a device every week. But If they're going to use it like this, I'm okay exactly. with it. Exactly. It it's wearable use them tech. To it's, not a, it's not a Sonic. They it's, it's not a Sonic sunglasses, but it's not. Yeah. It, I really think that if if they're going to do something different with it, they need to just make the screwdriver a tricorder and make it something different. <coughs> However, this week, by using it in it was it was more of it was like Google Glass this week for the most yeah. part. It was it was you somebody else could see on a monitor something else was going on. It's not something we ever done visually with the Sonic screwdriver, and so I, I was fine with that. And you know, I'm gonna I'm right now I'm gonna. Get on my soapbox, and I'm going to tell these Hovians they're petitioning to bring the Sonic screwdriver back. Stay the heck out of it. You know what? A lot of times we watch this show, and we have ownership. We feel like we have ownership over this show because we're fans. You know what? Just let the people that are making Doctor Who make Doctor Who, and you can either like it or not like it. Get off the stupid internet and quit making petitions to make them make changes. Because what's going to happen is we're going to have the same thing that happened in the. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> we're going to have the same thing that happened in the late 1980s where you had so many people that were influencing Jonathan Nathan Turner to go a certain direction and things are going to get screwed up. So just stay <laughs> off the internet. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. <coughs> uh, I, I recently saw... <laughs> you all right? No. <laughs> I'm all choked up. No. <laughs> this, Literally. I'm getting this cold and now I've talked too long. He's beclamped. I, I, I have to admit, I laughed really hard when I saw that. Sign this petition to bring back the Sonic. I was like, really, guys? I I, re- I recently saw that Moffat had said, I'm sure it'll come back eventually. So I don't think he has any intention of bringing it back soon. Can you imagine? So despite the petition. Can you imagine what John Nathan Turner would have went through if the fifth Doctor's era had been going now and he blew up the <laughs> Sonic and didn't replace it at the end of the episode? And the doctor said, I just feel like you've killed my best friend. And that was it. And it didn't come back for an entire season or two or ten. I actually wish Moffat hadn't even responded. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because yeah. silence is golden. Because if when you respond and say, well, it's going to come back eventually, then you've just placated people. What you need to do is keep people watching. You need to say, well, let's find out if it comes back or not. <laughs> That's what you need to do. Who knows? They're not going to stop watching. They want to see if it's coming back. Maybe it'll be this week. Maybe not. <laughs> the, the direct quote was, I found it now, I'm sure the screwdriver will show up again someday. <laughs> well, that's better. I like that <laughs> response a little better. Someday. And, and his, his reaction to the, 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 the backlash is, sometimes you just have to embrace the heresy. It's fun to be naughty. I know some people will get incredibly irate about it. <laughs> Excuse me. Guys, step away from it again. <laughs> so while Glenn takes a step outside to try and compose himself from the great Sonic debate of 2015, <laughs> I don't know. I just i I don't do. Am I going to miss the idea of a screwdriver? Yes. Do I mind just that because it's iconic? Because it's iconic. Do it's I mind the fact that the, the, the you know we've got the glasses? No. It, it, it doesn't. If they keep using them smartly. Yeah. I'm okay with them. Well, and the, that was something we've talked about before with the Sonic as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't want him using the, the sunglasses and looking up somebody and seeing their bio signs on the glasses or something. Yeah, because then it becomes an omni tool, which yeah. is yeah. And what we don't want. I would actually like somebody to you know, I'd like somebody to call the doctor out on it when he pulls out the Sonic sometime and I say, oh, you've got an omni tool. No, it's a Sonic screwdriver. Well, what does it do? Well, it does this. So it's an omni tool. <laughs> it's a multi tool at the very you least. You know, I, I would I would like somebody from the future to kind of comment on his. <laughs> you know, eh, maybe I've put too much into it. Maybe you're right. Maybe the blah 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 setting was too much, <laughs> as opposed to a device that goes ding. But um, here's something 
I, I, I've pinned down this episode. The, the one thing that did crystallize for me is I've kind of pinned down. I think what my problem with Clara is. Okay, I was gonna t- I was gonna bring up Clara next. Well, go, okay, go for it. I, I, I want to hear your say story. how I don't know how I feel about the direction she's going, and the fact that she's so. I mean, it, it comes across as she's. I don't know how much of it's projecting, but and how much of it was based off the conversation that she and the doctor had was she's instead of grieving over Danny, she's diving into the adventures with the doctor. Mm-hmm. So instead of going through the proper process, she's doing all this and going gung ho. And his comment of "there's only room in this multi-dimensional space for one of me, and you, you can't be that person. You have to be my companion." It. it I- if he hadn't shown the concern, I might have been like, oh, okay, she was ready for an, ex- ex- an adventure after being separated from him with the last two episodes. I, I could see that. But then the lines of all this other stuff they've been doing, and then I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm worried about her as a person. It sort of felt wedged in. In fact, it almost felt like maybe that was a Moffat thing that he came by and said, we need to put this element in here. Because it almost looks like it's... Because they just go part to- of the common thread of what where we're where we're going with Clara. Now I didn't have a problem with it. But in fact, I kind of liked that. It's, it's interesting. I'm just concerned for her. I am too, and I think that's what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. That's what it's meant for is to cause concern for it. Um, but if you'll notice, she was very in that moment. She was very you know. Oh come on. She was yeah. very Doctor Who. Let's get very Doctor. Let's get out there and do this. But the rest of the episode was. A lot of Clara in the background. I mean, she's she's there and doing a lot of things. And in fact, the, the the best one of the best moments of the story is when he's getting all excited about the deaths, and the crew has just lost the crewmate, and she he comes back over and he, oh, the she, cards. she's got the cards and she's prepared for him in certain situations, which was wonderful because it's a continuing thread. Yeah, through yeah. from last year where he's she's his his uh, what she when the end of the Dalek he's she's my um, she's care, my carer carer yeah, she cares so I don't have she to. cares so I don't have to so it's it really kind of builds on the relationship that they're establishing and I it was a neat moment even though yeah. we still have this callous doctor sometimes because he doesn't think those things through he's got her to kind of ground her but you know she was just she was kind of in the background in this story a little bit so to have that moment I think was even more obvious when she has the moment yeah about I, I think that could be now that being said it, you can tell into- next week she's going to have she's going to be moved forward and be a very integral part because yeah. now she's on the other side of this trying to figure out how to save the doctor so and, right. and it does move forward the kind of idea that was placed in series eight that Traveling with the doctor is an addiction for yes, her. Yes, yes, certainly. Which certainly. I which I like that exploration. So I'm I'm pleased that they're going forward with her. Just as a person, I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> it's clearly was uh, to, though to me it was clearly put in there. It's probably Moffat putting in there saying we're going to have to deal with this and we need a we need something that's going to be continuing on as as maybe an issue that's going to have to be resolved or lead to a demise. I I don't think I like it. And here, when, when well, why don't you start a petition and see <laughs> yeah, <if you> just <laughs> save Clara from I, 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 I from think herself? Maybe this is one of those things when when I listen to the people and I don't listen to them, but when I see people who get online and go, I don't like Moffat, I don't like Doctor Who. This season's ruined, and you know, they they just they get very very and it's like you commented before, it's that very minor vocal minority yeah. or uh, yeah. Um, when whenever somebody complains that. They don't like it. I can never get them to pin down why. Mm-hmm. They just don't like it. They don't like this. They don't like that. Whatever. Okay, but why? And 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 I've, I have yet to hear anybody give a valid reason for not liking it. That, that, that there's something because of this, this, and this. And you go, oh well, okay then. They just ah, I don't like it. Well, you're not giving. You know, you're not really being fair to it at that point. But I can understand because I think. And maybe I'm maybe I'm way off here, but what I've picked up on this with with Clara in particular, where we've kind of had that, well, she was a plot device, and then she was, you know, and we kind of kept waiting for her to come in at her own as a companion. And I don't think we're going to get it. I, I think what we're doing is we we had um, in Flatline last year, where we did this really great kind of role reversal where she got to be the Doctor. And it was a bit of a joke because they commented on, well, you're always wanting to do this, so here's your opportunity to do it. But I really think that that's the thread 
with which we're going because now we've got another episode. We've got this two-parter here where she's the one itching to get out the door and go on the adventure and the doctor's kind of hanging back. And he even makes the comment, there's only one me. And when you, you, when you have to get to that extent with a companion, there, there's something seriously wrong here. So when they did it in Flatline, it was, it was fun and an interesting dynamic to let the other person come in and be the doctor for the episode. But I don't want that week after week after week. I want the doctor to be the doctor, and I want the companion to be the companion. And I wonder maybe if that's what some of these people are kind of complaining about, specifically who don't like Clara or specifically who don't like this particular era of who, is that they're, they're, they're subtly changing that dynamic a little bit to fit this particular story arc. Mm-hmm. What I'm worried about with it is that I don't think we're going to get Clara as a companion. I think we're going to get this kind of through line through the rest of the season until whatever demise she winds up having. And that will be, you know, the moral of the story is. <laughs> See, Anna, I, I, I kind of, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think the reason that what supports your theory is a lot of those same people are saying are the ones that have a problem with Clara being such a control freak. And she is. And Moffat's even said she's a control freak. And so those are the same people. However, I kind of like that because it's something we haven't done with Doctor Who. Yeah, no, that's true. It's like we've been kind of dealing with that for two seasons now, even maybe a little bit And when she came on board in Matt's uh, tenure. But I think that I kind of like that because Doctor Who has to grow, it has to evolve, and it has to do something different to keep people excited about the show. And you can't have the same stale storylines. That's why you get rid of the sonic screwdriver every once in a while. And you see what you what kind of stories you can tell without it being a get-out-of-jail-free card. Now, Moffat seems to have shifted the device to a get-out-free-jail glasses. But I, 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 like, I like when they take some risks. That's why I was a big supporter for Peter, uh, Peter Capaldi's last season because the um, – Changing the dynamic of the Doctor and him having that that almost midlife crisis in a way (laughs) was something different that we hadn't seen. We'd seen chunks of it because we had uh, Colin Baker's Doctor have that initially in one episode. Well, we had a complete change in the dynamic of the Doctor last season. So that's just a a, a, a bare reflection of what I'm saying. Well, and I think last season Clara did get to be a companion to some extent. It was just this small – undertones of what they're going to do this season. So I, I, I like that Moffat continues to challenge the style of story making in Doctor Who, storytelling in Doctor Who. Now, should they stick with that? No. I, I think eventually we need to get back and we need maybe, uh, at the risk of saying get back to the norm, I think we need to, <laughs> I mean, it still has to reflect Doctor Who. Well, and I think years, But I like those challenges and I like I like doing something a little different. I, I, I and like knowing that Clara's not going to be around much longer, makes it I'm even, it's even more palatable, I think, to me, if yeah. I have a problem with it, because oh, I well, know eventually gonna gonna, we're going to change and yeah. we're going to have somebody else. Well, and we're going to have a whole new... The same thing with, with Missy changing, um, or the master changing genders. Yeah. It's, it, it's something different. It's something that we, you know, it's been hinted at that it's possible, but... Suddenly now we've done it and we're 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 grasping it. You know we're dealing with that now, right? Well, I, and I I, no. I would prefer them do it this way than how they dealt with Clara's arc at first as a plot device. This is a more subtle, more interesting plot device instead of what is she? What is this mystery? It's it's a character development instead of a mystery. See, that, it's 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 funny that you say that because that was another thing is a lot of people had problems with Clara's plot device, and I never have because I recognize that it was something that they haven't done in Doctor Who before. Let's let's make a companion a plot device and see what happens. Let's go with it. So, I just I, I don't want Clara to be cheated by. Being shoehorned into that. Does that make sense? That I mean, it's for the same reason I feel bad for Martha coming on the heels of Rose because but, everybody loved Rose and Martha never got the chance to be her own companion and show how brilliant she really was in that role. I don't want Clara to be stunned because I, I want awesome, brilliant Clara and I don't want plot see, device. But here's or, the thing. If, if that's what Clara's meant to be from the beginning is a plot device, then that's what Clara's character is meant to be sure. in, the, in the scope of the story. The same thing with Martha is, yeah, I kind of feel bad that Martha didn't get her moment to shine because 
she really they tried hard to make her be an 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 intellect to be something different than Rose who was very began very immature and 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 not very worldly and not having the experiences that even Martha had by the time she had come on board with the doctor because she was practicing to be a medical doctor she had a lot of knowledge so but that's what that's what uh Martha was designed to be the same thing with Donna being the grounding point for 10 it so I Each like that because we're not, we're not cookie yeah. cuttering the companions like we, we they were very guilty of doing that in the first I'd say probably six seasons of of classic Doctor Who is we cookie cuttered the companions and in fact uh, a little bit of spoiler here we talked to Peter Purvis over the weekend and he kind of lamented the fact that it, the character wasn't necessarily what he thought the character was going to be. But when I look back at Stephen, Stephen was not a copy of – he was in a, in, in, on the surface. But he was not Variations a copy of – he, he was – but he had different – his character was a very much different element than Ian was yeah. who preceded him. And so I like when they don't cookie cutter the companion to just say, okay, here's our formula. We got a doctor. We got a companion. Go. I like when we we use we 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 do something different each. Era no, I agree with you. I, 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 think so they, I think that's fine. I think you could accuse the, especially the first six seasons of using the companion in the same form and not utilizing the character. But I yeah. think even even the different characters that replacing Vicky to Susan to Vicky. The characterization is so different. Yeah, well, you've got the same footprint, but you have a different characterization. Yeah. You have a different portrayal yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. It, it's not exactly a carbon copy. Yeah. It's like the pink slip. It, is, it was more noticeable, though. Yeah. It, was it, was more, more it was more noticeable because, back then. It was more yeah. noticeable because how they used them in the story yeah. was the same. Yeah. Right. No matter exactly. the character. You had a young what, character. You had what, somebody they, that didn't know a lot was going on, and they were always and, asking. They were always put in distress. Yeah, yeah Exactly. Well, and I think that it's you, a you, situational you, thing. You, you run that risk when you get, you know, whether you're Sarah Jane or Leela or Romana, at the end of the day, you're still the damsel in distress that the doctor has to come in and save. Yeah. And, and I get that there is a component that doesn't like that. And I agree that we should have, I, I like the fact that we've given these characters a little bit more room to breathe and a little bit more life by having them come in with these different interlocking costs. It's not so much a misogynist attitude as it was exactly. back in the 1960s and 70s. Oh, yeah. It's more of a, a, a empowerment I don't think we're quite there, but it's more of a, a uh, equalization. By that same token, I think the reason that fandom at large went, oh, Mummy on the Orient Express, at last a return to you know Doctor Who, yeah. was because it, it, it was one that was a little more familiar and settled a little bit more into the roles that we are familiar with with the show because it wasn't Clara trying to be the Doctor. It wasn't this kind of stuff. And so I, 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 I suspect that maybe... By telling these different stories, and don't get me wrong, I, I agree with you 100%, Glenn, that Moffat is in this for the long haul. He's looking at this as you have to change the show. You have to do something a little different. You have to tell stories a little differently in order to keep it fresh and, and amazing and, and, and awesome. And I like that. I like that we haven't had cookie-cutter companions throughout the new series. But I think those people that are, they're the ones that are kind of going, maybe they're, they're missing that, that they, they want Mummy on the Air Express to be I the new right. template yeah. for everything so yeah. that it's still familiar to them and that it's not that change. But they're looking at it short term because if you do everything in that form, you're going to kill the show it's pretty get quick stale. because yeah. it will get stale. I just, I, I just want, I'm worried from a, a, a companion standpoint for Clara that this is going to end badly for her. And I think this is kind of setting that up for, for that. So well, I, think, I think it will. And, and I think that that's, I, I'll be sad. I'll be very sad for Clara despite the demise, but I'm also encouraged that it, we're going to see something different than we've seen before. And yeah. I like that. I like that. It's refreshing. Well, and it's, 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 if that is in fact the way that we're going with her being addicted to traveling with the doctor, that this becomes that level oh. of, you know, adrenaline junkie kind of thing. That's that's a, a powerful and that means notion that to also take means on. that likelihood is we're leading to a tragic ending. And what I like somebody about, at that level will not give up freely. Yeah. And what I like about that goes back to the conversations we've had about Tegan and how you have always 
your, your, one of your bothers with Tegan is that Tegan always wanted to get off the TARDIS. She was done. She didn't want to travel. And you've always gone down on the side of, I think that's been a bother with you because you always think, you know, if I had the chance to go with a doctor, I'd, I'd go and go see adventures and be excited about it no matter what kind of peril I was in. I wouldn't be constantly whining to get off the – this is going to take it hopefully to the other side that you're going to see the ramifications of somebody that is, is so into wanting to do those travels and something happens because of that. I think you're going to see it from the other side of it that, okay, maybe it's not such a great thing to be yeah. – you know, maybe it was a good idea to get off that TARDIS when Tegan got off that TARDIS. Well, it, it kind of goes you – know, the, there's a thing of logic where – and, and brilliantly done in this episode where the guy's like, we can go home. <laughs> why, <laughs> yeah. why are we still down here yeah, mucking around with yeah. the ghost? And the doctor kind of puts it out there. I'd rather you did, but you will always wonder what happened. And as soon as he said that, I was like – he hooked me again, man. <laughs> you know, for, for all the jokes we've made about let's open the door and we stick our heads out and go, nope, <laughs> close the door and fly somewhere else. You know, it's like, but what if? And it's like, uh, okay. Goes back to that Star Wars what if that could have been the shortest film in history if they just shot that uh, skate pod down. Oh, yeah. I wanna, I'm going to make that fan film one day. I'm going to open it up. They're going to get in that – the whole thing's going to go as though this movie's going, and they're going to get in that pod, and they're going to fire out of there, and then you're going to go, uh, it's empty. That's okay. Destroy it anyway. Boom. Credits roll. <laughs> the movie's over. That's it. As soon as you destroy that pod, that movie's done. <laughs> now, who's the most That's important it. person Empire in Star Wars? Wins. Star Destroyer Gunner. <laughs> Chaos Theory. All right. Uh, what else on this one? Anything else that we want to? Those were the two main things I wanted to touch on. This one. Great performances, yeah. um, uh, and Capaldi pretty much. I really liked all the way through pacing of the first half of it. Yeah, like when they get there and it's all at, uh, everyone's not there, and just just the tone and the fact that I don't know, it just felt eerie the way they filmed it and recorded it. Uh, like not hearing the, the ghosts and them making reference, and then you finally get to the people, and then it's still kind of a bit. Uh, it just it has such a different feel from last week or previous episodes. I, there's not another episode of Who that I can think of in recent years that feels this way. Yeah. Well, and unlike it's got a some, unique stamp on it. Unlike some of the ones like I'm going to pick on Hyde for just a moment, that Hyde almost felt very much like let's do a Halloween episode. Yeah. You know, sometimes you get a show and then they come out with the, and you're like And I think some of this is uh, <laughs> I think some of this is Hyde filled silence with dialogue, a lot of it. Yeah. This does not. Yeah. It yeah. paces so well. And and that's one of the things I like both about this and the last two episodes was the pacing of it is is so it takes its time, it explores ideas, it it, it lets you really enjoy the ride instead of barreling through it the whole yeah. way through. It's uh, kind of serendipitous. I just finished uh, The Scruffy Drunk, which is the second uh, Wife in Space volume, and it covers the Troughton years. And there's a lot of continuing discussion between Neil and Perry throughout the, the, the uh, book about how this is the base under siege era, that this is where it really happened. And there was a lot of base under siege episodes. And that could be why and I so, like this one so much. Too. As I'm reading this, I'm focused on, I'm thinking, yeah, there really was a lot of, because, you know, they stepped through everything, watched everything from beginning to end. And it, we're in Troughton's era and they're talking about, I'm like, yeah, there really was there. I mean, I, I knew there was a lot of base under siege in the Troughton era. It's there's really obvious when you're reading one passage <laughs> after another. There's a lot of, tra- and so I thought, wow, there really is a lot. I'm kind of glad we we did we kind of got away from that a little bit. We didn't have, you know, we've we've had base under seas in the past. Like Waters of Mars is a perfect example of it, but we've yeah. we've had it over the years. But I was like, yeah, I'm really kind of glad we got away from that. And so in preparation to going to Time Eddie this weekend, I also uh, watched a couple of recons and then uh, the rest of it. I listened to of Fury from the Deep, which is a, a Underbased. Actually, it's a, they're on an oil tanker, but it's it's, it's a base. very much well. It's it's very much the same in the sense that they, it's an isolated situation uh, in the water with water. Something uh, you know. From, <laughs> and so I listened to that on the way, and then I get there, and I, I've just got this. Whole, we talk we talk to the Troughton era people at Nightmare, and I'm like this whole like just mentality of yeah, it's way too much base under siege. It's just it's, it's it's overwhelming me. Then I sit down to watch this episode. And I go. I can't get away from it. <laughs> so maybe yeah. that's why I liked it as much as I, I did, is because it's so Second Doctor era. I, I, that's the, the checkered pants needed to be this week, not last <laughs> week. Although 
Heart Note wore a, a kind of a similar version of the Checkered Band. So. I thoroughly His loved the fact that this was a base under siege story. Yeah. Just the, the, you know, as soon as we get there, cross pat. I think it's what yeah. we call it. This base under siege. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to write one. I'm going to write a base under siege story. I'm going to call it base under siege. That's a great <laughs> title. Why has nobody done that yet? I just maybe two on the nose. No, <laughs> you have to call it Doctor Who and the Base Hunters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we got coming up on the schedule, Sean? Coming up on the schedule. Uh, let me get to my tab that has the schedule. There it is. Next week, well, this week now, um, our Friday Night Who, which might have been a little more appropriate for this week, We're doing Warriors of the Deep, which happens to be a. Base, Base under, under siege. siege. Yay. By the best monster ever. And underwater. And the best monster ever. <laughs> I'm already excited. No, no, wait, no, wait. <laughs> Over the course of four years, we elevated it to a campy favorite, to best monster ever. No, 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 no. There is still no way that, they, that the Merca gets best monster ever moniker. Is it still a favorite of mine? Yes, because of where we've come from. Best guilty but, pleasure ever. I'll take that one. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Starring show mascot. Because <laughs> somebody came new to this show this week. <laughs> and they went, I'm not listening to these guys. They think the Merca is the best monster ever. So we've got to get some reference, frame of reference All here. right. Fair enough. For, for, for you new listeners, the Merca is far from the best monster ever. It is a... Deep in our hearts. It's highly it elevated is, it, in our hearts, but elevated. not in our reality. <laughs> <laughs> well put. Well put. Uh. <laughs> um, so that's our that's our Friday Night Who for this week, which uh, if you've never had the opportunity to join us, please do so. Uh, we push play at midnight. And First episode ever I watched with you. Yeah. yeah it was. Weird. Quite the callback. Yeah. Second ever classic story. That you watch. Yeah. In, in its completion. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we hit him with that early, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> but uh, so Fifth Doctor and, and Tegan and uh, Turlo and the Merca. And we push play at midnight. So if you're available, please uh, follow us along on Twitter. Hashtag Friday Night Who. And, uh, and join in for some fun. And then, which is kind of fitting in a way that we're doing that next week. Because I, I really struggled on the schedule. Because it was like, well, we're doing a base under siege underwater story in New Who. We really need to pair that up with Warriors of the Deep. But in a way, it worked out well. Because next week is episode 250. Our show next what week. What a better we're, way to celebrate. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have the Merca as our special guest star <laughs> <laughs> for our episodiversary. 250 episodes. It's a little nuts. Um but of course, we'll have a, a pretty big discussion on before the Does flood. It, you know what? That means I can break the Merca graphic out again. That has the little party hat in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See if I can still find that. Yeah, that'll be an old school graphic for people. <laughs> I have to put it on the new background. I'm ooh goosebumps. <laughs> party hat Merca. Um, 250 episodes. I'm I'm a little flabbergasted at that too. But we'll be discussing a. Uh, 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 before the flood, uh, and then um, hopefully this week you'll notice some some uh, some other tidbits coming out. We we have a special uh, presentation on Time Eddy, which is the convention that we went to, and uh, thank you for uh, everybody of the organizers and putting that together because it was a, a good time. Was and um, the schedule, of course, is posted on the. Should we announce our change? We probably should announce the change um, coming up. What a month from now. Halloween. Less than. Less, Less than, than a month. Yeah, we're in October 25 now. days from yeah. now. Keith knows because he's been doing the countdown. <laughs> <Yeah. Louis. laughs> October 30th, our initial plan was to do uh, for Friday Night Who did do Day of the Doctor because it appeared that it would have paired up quite nicely with the Zygon Invasion episode that was going to be aired that week. I think it still week. does. And it, and it still does. Um, but we've decided, eh, we've seen Day of the Doctor. We don't like Day of the Doctor anymore. I'm kidding. Don't that's say a that lie. either. <laughs> that's not true at that's all. A, that's, that's an absolute lie. <laughs> There's a strike two. I'm not listening to these guys. They're like Day of the Doctor. How come you don't like that? We've decided that, uh, you know, you guys have seen it. You know what it is. And if you want to go back and rewatch it, you're certainly welcome to. But I think for Friday Night Who, we're, we're going to celebrate Halloween. That was that's kind of always been big on our list. And Doctor Who fits really well into the Halloween theme. Second best holiday ever. Yeah, okay. And, uh, <laughs> 
so we're, we're, we're going to do uh, a two-parter. Well, not a two-parter. We're going to do two separate episodes uh, to fill the, the Halloween theme. And we're going to do Blink, because that's legit scary. <laughs> and Listen, because we haven't had enough Capaldi in our lives. So we'll, we'll, we'll uh, uh, make that change uh, on the schedule. The rest of the schedule leading up to that is still going to be the same. But uh, just the that particular week has change the Friday night who set up. So for, again, for you new listeners, that's a good thing for you because a lot of these are available on Netflix and, uh, you know, various places are easy to get a hold of. So please join us for that. And of course you can support us as always, uh, becoming a Patreon subscriber. Every bit of help goes right back to this podcast. We do have some links on our uh, website to that. We have some links to uh, some sponsors that if you're uh, feeling generous and you want to get something for yourself and help the show, uh, please do sh- uh, click on those advertising links on our website. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Goodreads, Tumblr, <laughs> Tumblr, <laughs> uh, and I'm various other outlets. Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> various other outlets as well. So be sure to look for those and you can find those links on our website as well. If that's going to do it for this week, until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.